Hi there, I'm Phil Hartman, Grinchophile. And I'm here to ask you a very important question. Do you know what time it is? That's right! It's time for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But more than that, it's time to find out about the people who made this great character come to life. And just how they did it. So sit back now and enjoy Max, the Grinch, all the Who's down in Whoville, yes, even little Cindy Lou Who. And then stick around, because after the Grinch, the Grinch, he himself, carves the roast beast, and we got a special for you. Welcome to a very special holiday edition of Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogy, three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or a writer or actor, or sometimes much, much, much more festive stuff like Christmas. I'm Matt. Tyree, I am. And today we're beginning what we're calling the Grinchmas Trilogy with 1966's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, directed by legendary animator Chuck Jones. Tyree, how do you feel about Christmas movies, buddy? Uh, harumph. <laughs> my, my answer is harumph. You're a bit of a Grinch yourself, right? I'm a bit of a Grinch. That's kind yeah. of how this all came about. I, I asked Tyree, I was like... Dude, we gotta do a we gotta do a Christmas trilogy every year. Get get into the spirit of things. Every year until we die. <laughs> every year until we die, or this podcast gets run out of town. <laughs> um, and yeah, Tari was like, ah, I don't know, I don't really want, I don't really like Christmas movies. I'm a bit of a Grinch. And then that that uh, that sparked an idea where I was like, well, what if we do the three the three films about the Grinch? Yeah, and see if we can't grow that heart of yours yeah. two sizes. Bigger in these <laughs> next three episodes. That'll yeah. Let's let's um check back in on the third installment of this series and see if my heart's grown at all. Now, see, they say that it's two sizes too small, but then mm. at the end of this film, they said it grew three sizes in a day. Correct or two sizes? Yeah. So it grows more than it should. Yeah, so I think the, he might. The Grinch be at, is going to be experiencing some medical difficulties down yeah, the line. He might be at risk of a massive heart attack, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, unless his like rib cage just pops <laughs> open. It could just be that. It did seem like it was like, uh, yeah, too too much too much growth for in in such a short amount of time that he was just going to be like, ah, serious. <laughs> It having serious palpitations. For sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I just want to say for those of you who, um are not in the know and have no idea what the fuck we are talking about. Um, the Grinch is a beloved children's novel. Wait, well, how you're the introducing Grinch... the Grinch as something that people won't? I thought you were well, going to do the movie specifically. Like well, this okay, movie. I can do that too or whatever. <laughs> I, I just want to like, give a lot of context. Okay, yeah, yeah, go, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> for those who grow up with Christmas, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, look, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a beloved children's novel by... Dr. Seuss, whose real name is? Uh, Theodore Ted Giesel. I'm so glad you had that in the gun ready to go because I, I, didn't, it's I top, really top, forgot to top write Top note down. that I wrote, yeah. Fantastic. Um, which has been read by millions of children around the world uh, and has been adapted into three, count them, three films. Uno, dos, tres. Uno, dos, tres. Uh, ichi ni san. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first... It, it all began in 1966 with 
the, the, the very movie or TV special we're talking about now, How yeah, the Grinch this, Stole Christmas. This like gets just under the – this doesn't really make the cut for like a feature film. Yeah. It's a it's a 25-minute animation Yeah, that back in the day would have mm. been like a big like gather your family, watch, the, watch the Grinch Stole Christmas yeah. kind of thing. Um, Hollywood decided that um, children weren't done with the Grinch yet, so yeah. they released – uh, a film called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> With an exclamation mark or not? Because one got of nothing. them. No, one of them has one and one of them doesn't. The first, really? like, because they're called the same thing. That's what oh. I noticed on Letterboxd was oh. one of them has an exclamation mark, which I think is maybe this one. Oh. And the next one doesn't. With Carrie, doesn't. And then. And then the third one is just The Grinch. Just they, yeah. They, lo- they, 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 um, they lost the how the. Stole Christmas. Yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued by that film uh, and and what actually occurs in it because um, you know Benedict Cumberbatch, Illumination, yeah. finally pairing up. The synopsis specifically, yes. Okay, there you go. 1966 version has the exclamation mark. Yeah. So they were getting they were right oh, out of the, the gate like ah! Christmas. <laughs> ah! We gotta get this guy. We yeah. gotta get this crook. <laughs> this freak. <laughs> this crook. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to take our freedom from us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then um, they dialed it down for the live action one. Yeah, they were like, Jim Carrey's enough of an exclamation mark. Yeah, exactly. That Jim poster Carrey, is an Jim exclamation Car- mark. Jim Every Carrey was like, take the, take the exclamation mark out or I'm out of the movie. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to, no, 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 no bill will be stole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me with, by punctuation. Anything that yeah yeah that uh, takes away from me and my brand, uh, mm. yeah, I will personally take offense to. Um, yeah, so so the the trilogy is really just reviewing essentially, almost literally the same story three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but told by different people. You know, told over many different generations. You oh yeah, the no, 60s, that's that's true. The 90s, that's true. We that's got true. The... That's true. But but. It's the same story three times in a row. <laughs> I hate you, and I wish I were dead. Well, I predicted this, folks. Um, we, truth be told, we haven't recorded in a few weeks. I've been away, uh, and we've got a few lined up in the in the you know in the chamber to release. Mm-hmm. So we we took a little bit of time off, um, and I was doing some thinking about uh, this this film, and I wanted to ask, um, what's your relationship with? Christmas movies, first of all. Like, what mm-hmm. do you have any that you like? Do you have any that you used to go back to over the years as a kid? And secondly, what's your, like, encounterings with Dr. Seuss as a kid? Did you read any of his books, like, a lot? Did you do any, like... Because I feel like he's not permeated my childhood reading in the way that he would have millions and millions. Because literally he sold in the hundreds of millions of copies. Like, he's obviously... Mm. You know, breaking news, Dr. Seuss is pretty big when it comes to children's <laughs> literature. Um <laughs> But the numbers did stagger me when I looked at it. But I was like, yeah, he's not he wasn't like massive in my household at least. Interesting. I was gonna ask you the I was gonna ask you this exact same question. Okay. Like what was your favorite Seuss book? Um, uh well the only experience that I have is doing um like didn't read Green Eggs and Ham or any of the kind of big fat like Lorax or any famous ones really as a kid. I just didn't have just didn't like, you know. Um, encounter them, but the to first reading Del Toro Quest. Yeah, nerd. Yeah. Ah, uh, shout out to nope. Can't name? pull her name. No, I, I can't remember. <laughs> She's a great lady though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the first and biggest encounter I had with Seuss was doing Horton Hears a Who. No, Seussical. Sorry, Seussical in uh, as a high school musical production yeah. uh, when I was like thirteen. Um, and so I've played a Who, I believe. I, I believe. Uh, I played a Who because um, 
that was I think the Susical book is like kind of everything. The Cat in the Hat is like the narrator, and you kind of jump around into a bunch of different stories, like Horton Hears a Who, and I don't think the Grinch makes an appearance, but like it's mainly just Horton Hears a Who. Um, Really? The Grinch doesn't show up in Susical? I don't think so. The Cat in the Hat is narrating a story that is essentially just Horton Hears a Who, because that was the main... That was the main story we did. And I was like, a, I remember hunting Horton with like a big musket on stage. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. We'll put up the, we, I can find So the, you wouldn't have been a who then if you're chasing Horton. You would have I been was, like in well, league I was with a kangaroo was, lady. Yeah, true. But I think that's, that's the, she lives as part of Whoville. She's like the, she's like a big like stirrer. Of, what the hell are you of, talking about? No, no, no. Horton, here's a who and a flower. But who's living a flower, right? That's the whole thing. Horton, oh, yeah. here's a who because he's got gigantic fucking Oh, ears. yeah. So they're part of a miniature civilization. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> who was I? <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll, put, I'll find a photo. We'll put it up on the feed. That'd be fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got literally that. a photo of me just like real, like with a, with a massive, my grandpa's massive uh, like hunting jacket and a, and, a, and a big wooden gun. And I'm just like, where the fuck is that elephant? <laughs> Let me add him. So you're just playing Teddy Roosevelt by the same Pretty much. Yeah, pretty like, much. We're going on safari, yeah, yeah, hunting a much. big elephant. But that was that was the biggest, uh, like, encounter that I had that with British? his work. Was that British just then? Was that it was a little bit, yeah. It was a bit like a British BBC it was. safari person. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't what, what about you, though? What, what, uh, yeah, I was, I was a green eggs and ham, man. Mm-hmm. Green eggs and ham, man, I am. <laughs> <laughs> So you just mix Sam, I am. You can pour that shit down my throat. You know when I, I th- love <laughs> that green eggs and ham. Baby. You know when when I thought about your encounterings with his work was I thought about your speech that you made at the end of high school. Oh yeah, because Tyree, for those of, uh, of you who don't know, which would be everyone, because why would you know? <laughs> Was valedictorian. He was the elected uh, representative of our year. It was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty big deal. And I wasn't sour about it at all. <laughs> I haven't harbored uh, ill will or anything for the last 10 years. I campaigned pretty hard for it, though. Uh, no, but I remember the end of your speech was – wasn't it a Seuss quote? I did whip out a Seuss quote. Now, what the fuck was it? You don't remember? I remember uh, it. It was so beautiful. I remember the Beatles one I whipped out. Oh, what I think was that? It was, uh, I think it was John Lennon or something. Did you do the voice when you were doing it? I did. The... Did I you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did the whole Liverpool thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. In this, By the way, in, in, that was in front of uh, like a thousand people at that assembly. It was like a thousand big... people, really? I, well, uh, I reckon, yeah. Get the fuck out. It was a whole school. Man, we sound like such dorks talking about <laughs> our assembly. <laughs> <laughs> such a... Pr- anyway. Yeah, no, I said the quote was... um. It made it, made, uh, it could. I don't know who the fuck said it. It was one of the Beatles, anyway. And they were like, um, "If you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there." That was the quote I whipped out. Right. So I was like, "It's okay to be unsure. If you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there." Yeah. Lead you there. Okay. Yeah. Um, did not work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, why I've ended up here. In any road. Any road led me to this booth. <laughs> And this, the road I this took. Prison sentence of a podcast. It was less of a road, more of a cliff. <laughs> more of a sharp decline. Uh, what was the Seuss one? The Seuss uh, one was, was good... at the end. It was, um, and this is this is going to make you sound like a real dork because oh, it was Christ. school. Uh, but you said, I think it was basically, oh, you were I trying remember to, you were bringing up, bring up the sentiments of like people. I remember You know, it. everyone knows what it feels like to finish school and, and not yeah. be with your friends all the time anymore. So it was like a, people were a little bit, uh, a little bit emotional. Um and we were lucky to have a, a, a nice year of, of people. But, you, yeah, do you remember it? Yeah, well, it was something like um, 
don't be sad it's over, be glad it happened. Something like that, Something yeah. That don't effect. cry because it's over, smile because it happened, yeah. There you go. Damn, yeah. that Dr. Seuss is Which a smart Which is pretty, asshole. you know, pretty baseline for me personally. I think you could have done better. Uh, again, I don't harbor any ill will. I haven't thought about it for the last 10 years or anything like that. Uh, you haven't yeah. been planning like some old boy <laughs> level revenge on me or anything like that. No. Um, still got to watch that, by the way. And we will. Who knows? Maybe it'll be our next trilogy. Um, Although there will be no wheel during this um, series. Sorry, I don't think there will be. Right? There's no wheel? Uh, yeah, there's wheel. no wheel because we've already got the podcast. We've already yeah. recorded the next exactly. series. So this yeah. is us coming to you from like the future, essentially, in, in terms of the next few trilogies mm. you hear will be recorded prior to this. But we, yeah. such was my excitement to do a, a Christmas trilogy. And with that said, Tyree, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're a self-proclaimed Grinch. Um, I yeah, thought I yeah. it was only fair to celebrate our first Christmas trilogy with a small Christmas gift for oh. you. For you. Oh, okay. uh, I'm actually, before I get it, I'm a bit hot. I'm just going to take my jumper off <laughs> and my headphones so I can't hear anything right now. <laughs> oh. uh, I wanted to. That's better. Yeah. Tyra, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of my t-shirt? Uh, it's a white T-shirt with text on it, like a, that says "Get the mics in the way." Kind of. A <laughs> oh, look at that! Oh my god! Kind of a high five moment, right? We got some merch. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? But you know what it is? It's re- we're being real dorks today because it's only our merch. <laughs> we we don't have enough fans to get proper merch. <laughs> this is just something for us, buddy. So. I uh, I went on to like a t-shirt Extra printing. large? What the hell no. are you trying to say, asshole? <laughs> You're a lard ass. <laughs> You've gained a lot of weight since that speech, brother. What do brother? they call that? Benny Road led to the, the, the goddamn drive through <laughs> The vending machine, you big fat pig. <laughs> uh, um, do they have like a really rude name for the... Oh, this is the. It looks like we're sort of peaking a little bit. I'm upset because we we're always either too quiet or too loud. <laughs> You're upset. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. Well, I'll just be quieter. I think. All right. Um, do they have a really rude name for the Dedo? That's quite large. In the um, uh, I'm I don't know. Maybe yeah, I think they just say lard ass or something. Anyway, it's a this t-shirt. It's a t-shirt that says "kind of a high five moment" on the front, yeah. and then it's got our podcast logo on the back so it's basically a t-shirt with our faces on it so i don't know how much i'm gonna wear it um but uh you know i just thought you know in in uh, in keeping with the the festive spirit and also you know three of these movies in a row might break your might break your tiny uh grinch heart so i thought maybe these these could just lift your spirits a bit all right can we get can we get hot vision up i'll just check in on my heart right hot now vision. it's it's growing a little it's bit growing. Whoa. it's growing whoa it is growing exponentially and dangerously <laughs> call the doctor now be honest when you first saw that that is lovely when you first saw the uh the 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 text did you were you immediately like he made this or were you like he found a t-shirt that says kind of a high five well no i didn't i didn't um i couldn't read it so i was like what the fuck does that say (laughs) Uh, um as soon as i as soon as i got the kind of uh and then i think i saw five next yeah like kind of a five or and then i realized he must have made this there's no way you found this no imagine if i had well uh, what do you because that was i went through a few options with the quote yeah and I went through like you know um, lethal up. I went through um, I went through just having like R.I.P.D. as a small little you know there were a few yeah, movies yeah. that I went through a lot of Bronco Bridges stuff, 
Um, yeah, that is thought, a very evergreen. It is, but at the end of the day, I thought evergreen for bits. To sum up, like maybe this is a yearly tradition. Oh yeah, but I thought the first year should be should be the quote that like kind of started it all, which was, and it's also like a good quote to just have in life. I reckon that one broke me a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna start saying it more. Like no, I'm not gonna offer people high fives. I'm just gonna be like, you know, after a nice conversation, I'll just like kind of nod and be like, kind of a high five moment, kind of a high five moment, and then they might even offer one. I'll just be, ah, nah, all good. No, it's kind of a, but it's not really kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Emphasis on the kind of a. Yeah. Wow, that's very sweet of you and very thoughtful. Where did you get these done? Uh, in Melbourne, um, like at a place or in in uh, in Carlton. Um, I think I can't remember the place. Sick. Oh, well, it looks mad. We'll post them. We maybe we'll get a photo with them on. Yeah. And man, seeing the seeing the um, the the podcast, you've got you've primed something funny. I can see you smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just saying, seeing the the logo, our logo, like printed that big. It's mad. It's, it's a good cool, logo. Right? Shout so out can to I, can J- you... shout out to Jack Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great can you design. can you hold it up again oh, just okay. for your own benefit? I know people can't see it, but basically, you know, you you can if you look at your phone, you can see our our label, like our tripod uh, insignia or podcast whatever. Podcast art. Yeah. yeah. But so the 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 um, t-shirt is a, a like an off white. It's like a cream, right? Really and nice, by the way. Thank you. I like you. that you well, didn't go with straight up white. Well, here's here's why I didn't. Okay, is because um, first of all, I knew you'd you'd like this color better, but also your face has taken on that color, <laughs> and so whatever color I would do, like whether I did purple, whether I did red, yeah. it took on that color. So it was like. I I was like pissing myself because it, it, you could have just had any color on your face. You yeah. could have you would have just looked like you were just like an like a blue person or something. <laughs> um, so I had to do something that wasn't going to wash <clears> you <throat> out completely, but also yeah, your f- my face didn't take it on because of the the tone that it, it, it's, it's a d- different tone. You have yours... like a really solid lines everywhere. You're kind of blocked up. I've got this massive gaping. Yeah, line I guess that's why, isn't it? And the color just seeped in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To seal it up. Yeah. Shout out to Jack Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk ass. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, but, so I well, thought that would be... Thank you the, so much. You know, you're welcome, brother. I, um... What'd you get me? Uh, in the spirit of Christmas, I decided to sing you a Who Will song. <laughs> froddle D, froddle do, hang the gobble gobble goose. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Seuss is great, but like... He makes up a lot of bullshit rhymes. So did Shakespeare. Yeah, I guess so. Well, he didn't make up rhymes. He just made up words. Made up words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we use those words. No one's saying like okay, but like frizzle, yeah, but like hundreds of years. Like- <laughs> what you think in a hundred? Are you thinking a few hundred years we're going to be using Seuss language as if it's could? Like- it could. I guess so. Um, I was going to say, no, your gift to me is doing this trilogy because I personally, okay. I you know, I kind of like Christmas movies. Only if they're like yeah. reasonable. Um, mm. But I definitely was like one to go back to Home Alone. and um, See, I haven't seen Home Alone. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um, oh, maybe we should do Home Alone next year then. <clears throat> That's an actual trilogy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, shit. So not going to work. Unless we do like a Patreon with like... It's like a trilogy. It's like a Black Lodge, uh, you know, podcast where we do actual trilogies. Yeah, like a like a Bizarro World. Mm. That's where we can do all like the. You know, we probably should have done the actual trilogies here and then done unofficial trilogies in like a because like the likelihood of people <laughs> understanding anyway. what what kind of tenuous lines we're drawing behind. Yeah, these I movies, think yeah. like actual trilogies is an easier in for a lot of people mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of just like made this long winding corridor of like confusion yeah. for people. But I like we're we're niche. Yeah, we're, niche we're not is mainstream. Yeah, niche is mainstream. Probably easy. is a, Probably is a trilogy podcast out there. Somewhere. Getting a huge audience is easy. Getting a getting a. Getting a passionate but tiny audience is 
just a little bit harder. It's the Kevin Smith way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll follow him to the end of the earth. Yeah, that's um, it. Oh, well, yeah. What 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 were some of the Christmas movies in your house if you mm. if you had any, or or just even did you see any as a kid and you were like that wasn't actually that bad? I actually can't remember watching any Christmassy themed movies. Um, I remember seeing this may be like an invented memory, but like I remember, I feel like I remember chucking on a DVD or a VC a VHS or VCR, whatever it was, um, whichever the little thick clunk thing is. Um, I remember watching them and like constantly seeing Santa Claus trailers, Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. The Tim Allen one, yeah, yeah. And being like, whoa, he kills Santa, but comes Santa, (laughs) which, you know, sounds like a fucking Cronenberg horror movie in a way. (laughs) When you say it like that. Yeah. Um, So I remember seeing, I feel like I remember seeing that trailer a lot. Uh, and, but I didn't really watch many. I would have, obviously. I would have watched plenty of Christmas movies, but none that, like, stick out. I remember watching, like, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at school once. It was, like, an animated special thing. The Like, um, the claymation one? No. Oh, oh okay. but you know what? I did watch... I loved Robbie the Reindeer. Oh, you watched ah, that? Yeah. Me too. Okay, Robbie the Reindeer, I... I yeah, that fucks. Dude, that that's... Fucks. Yeah, that, that's yeah. like a... And that's a lesser-known one, I reckon. There wouldn't be a lot of people who know that exists, I don't think. It's got think. the guy from Father Ted. Not Father Ted, but the younger It's got heaps guy. of British blokes. Didn't didn't yeah. Robbie Williams do the voice? Or, like, narrate it? Or do the songs for it? I think that's oh, why maybe. they called him Rob... Because it was, like, a Christmas special in England, which they are, like, the kings of of, of Christmas specials and just, like, making good, like, holiday content. And have, I we, think- have we talked about this? There's a Robbie Williams biopic coming out soon. I know it because my uh, because Bella was a was a was a potentially an extra on it. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Did she tell you the conceit of yes, the film? Yes, she did. P- please, please enlighten our listeners because it is ah. wild. <laughs> <laughs> you could say it's a little ape if you know what you I mean. You could say it's a little bananas. So there's a Robbie Williams biopic coming out because obviously audiences have been like they've been asking for this for yeah. This, Years, this, obviously. There's going to be a lot of Robbie content recently, especially in Australia, because he did the grand final like oh, live show last year cool. in the AFL. But also recently, he just did the um, he just did a doco that came out on Netflix. So oh, this is not that. This cool. is a this is a dramatized. A stra- yeah, kind of like they're just sort of capitalizing on the whole, you know, Queen. Um, uh, there's a uh, who else? Who, who did the fucking crocodile song? Fuck me. Oh. <laughs> Ah, Elton John. There was like an Elton John biopic, and then there was that, um, uh, you know, all these biopics have been coming out. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, Elvis. Bohemian Rhapsody, thank you. Um, So they they wanted to capitalize on that, I guess. And he's got a 25-year anniversary thing coming up as well. Um, uh, The name of the film is called Monkey Man, and it's otherwise a pretty, you know, um, accurate retelling of his... uh, journey as a musician yeah but robbie williams is played by um a motion capture monkey yeah which is to say they've got an actor to come in they've put a green suit on him and little golf ball thingies ping pong ball thingies and they're they're animating him to be a monkey mm-hmm. um sort of you know vis-a-vis exactly like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. With Andy Serkis. And he will be like, because that's what Bella said is that she, she, I don't think she was even potentially picked for this scene. She just went for a day. Yeah. Like, you know, where they like maybe pick you out of a crowd and they're like, yeah, come and sit in this scene or be in the background or whatever. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, this is all publicized. It's all online. You can read about it. But it's like she was like, yeah, he was the actor was like sitting at the table in this restaurant and he mm. had like motion capture, you know, golem esque kind of you mm. know um, ping pong ball suit, yeah. and he was like interacting with the other actors at the table. And I was like, so he's like, and apparently I've read about it. Robbie is like. I've always felt like a bit of a monkey, like doing this. Like I've always felt like I don't really know what I'm doing, and so we thought. And uh, apparently, because my only connection with him and and um, and monkey is when he did a cover in one of his swing albums. He did a cover of "I Want to Be a Man." Did I say the name of the film was Monkey Man? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Better Man. <laughs> I think it's called Better Man. <laughs> that makes sense because of his song. Because he's got a song called Better Man. Yeah. Monkey, monkey Man, Man makes sense if he's being played by a monkey, though. I mean, like, you can see where my wire got crossed. There. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all, oh, all crossed up. Um, I think the the, <laughs> the monkey sorry, Man. So, sorry for listeners who have, yeah. Anyway, that. that's yeah, that's the conceit. It's going to be it's it's going to be pretty bizarre, I reckon, yeah. I mean, look, if someone told I kinda me- I kind of like was a, how random it is, though. Well, that's the thing. If someone told me- there's a Robbie Williams doc- biopic. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah, I'm um, not going to go see it. You're telling me he's played by a <laughs> monkey? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in. Bro. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. And like the way I keep on saying he's played by a monkey sounds like they've just gotten a monkey to come in. Like, yeah, like, like like a real life. It no. is a random actor. He's being a monkey. But they otherwise, they treat him like a normal human being. Yeah. He's otherwise, the like... But for the fact he is a monkey, it is otherwise a straight up cut and dry music biopic. Yep, called Monkey Man coming to cinemas near you. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, I don't know how he ended up here um, since we weren't we're meant to be talking about Dr. Seuss and Grinch and, and Christmas. And yeah, how did we? We were talking about Christmas movies. Yes. Um, and Robbie about... Williams, that Robbie the Oh, yeah, Robbie, Robbie the, the Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seek that out if you hadn't seen it. It's it's real great. Yeah, so yeah, Robbie the Reindeer I did love. I watched that one a lot. That would have been my Christmas movie. But to be honest, like, I remember watching, I don't know how old I would have been, maybe nine or ten. My grandma got me these DVDs of, um, this is, Actually, kind of funny that I've just talked about the monkey movie. Um, she gave me a DVD copy of this Japanese TV show called Monkey, which is just a Japanese. Um, it's a it's a retelling of Journey to the West, the story about um, uh, Sun Wu, the monkey who like he like he's like on a quest to like I don't know do something. He's on a quest. So, okay. Have you heard of this this no. myth? It's no. like it's like the preeminent. It's like a, it's a famous well-known um myth and children's story in okay in china and a lot of the east a lot of asia um but basically it's just this it's this like hilariously like dubbed um japanese tv show where like all the there's just like a lot of kung fu and kicking ass and like random crazy costumes and stuff and like really terrible dubbing where it's like they'll like say they'll clearly like mouth one syllable <laughs> but then they'll be like oh my god stop but oh, then, like no. their mouth yeah, will just right. like open once or something, like, like a parody of like the uh, what was it, Kung Kung Pao? And Kung, yeah, exactly. It's like that thing. kind of thing that like Kung Pao is parody. Yes, but it's yeah, a yeah. but it's legit. But it's legit, and it was it's awesome. Right. Fucking rocked. I watched. We didn't realize, but we were watching like season three. Oh, and we had no context what was going on, <laughs> and I think it like it's like this the finale as well, and I was like the fuck happened <laughs> and then i only just recently because well, i think it's all on netflix now you can watch it oh um fuck awesome. oh wait it's awesome. christmas based well i got it for christmas oh. grandma got it for me for christmas right so i remember watching that and maybe watching it a second christmas in a row and loving it and being like yeah i got a bike Monkey. for christmas once i mean i got other stuff that's got about how linked 
that's that's equally linked to Christmas movies as that monkey show. But I remember watching it on Christmas. It wasn't uh, like okay. I watched it like yeah, five fair. months later. It's like yep. Christmas Day. I was like, let's watch the thing. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> so we'd watch movies usually, but just not Christmas movies. I remember we watched uh, Hudsucker Proxy oh, yeah, not too yeah, long yeah. ago. So we yep. just watch random shit. Yep. It's not Christmas themed. Yeah, I remember we did that a few Christmases ago when it was really hot. All the family was just like just staying cool inside as best as possible and we watched um, <laughs> that sounds like the worst way to stay cool <laughs> staying we just cool locked ourselves inside. indoors indoors I guess you had some air con opened up all the blinds <laughs> let all the yeah. sun pour in and yeah. uh, turned off all the AC no we what, did, what were the two movies we watched I think one of them was Kubo and the Two Strings that's not a Christmas film yeah true exactly yeah that's yeah. what I mean is we watched two movies that were just not and then I think the other one was like maybe Terminator 2 or like Die Hard or something which is kind of a Christmas Die Hard's movie, Christmas yeah. movie yeah um, Terminator 2's when is that set is that set around like New Year or something or like January 4th or is it just set random mm, yeah um, no time special maybe maybe July 4th or something like in uh, like I don't know yeah I can't remember America Day um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that of course I just realized I, I had a part in making a Christmas movie a couple actually you did? Yeah. Yeah, for Stan. Yeah, check out Sunburnt Christmas and the other one, which I wasn't a part of because I was gone by then. But I helped with like the initial concept for it. The pre-pre-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the um, second one? Oh, what the hell was it? It was like Christmas in a shopping center, like diehard situation, but with kids That's and a pregnant security guard. It's pretty mad. Christmas Ransom. <laughs> Christmas Ransom. Check it out. Okay. All right. We'll do that as a trilogy. You see <laughs> <laughs> Christmas movies Matt worked on the <laughs> only two but there's still time there's still oh, time rich. folks um, the other one I was just thinking of was was The Grinch itself like the 2000 Jim Carrey film which was that was I remember really liking that as a kid obviously so I'm, yes I'm really I really excited yeah. to go back to that because I yeah. feel like the other the only other experience that I thought of that what I wanted to bring up that we have with Seuss together mm. is when we this is going to sound so strange but we've already uh character assassinated ourselves in this in this show many times so we went over to a friend's place uh like four or five of us to i think specifically watch the cat in the hat yeah we formed a bit of a movie club yeah this is when we were like in our early 20s and we were just we became fascinated by the idea of like we all had seen cat in the hat as kids we all remember loving it and thinking it was the funniest film ever and none of us had any of the foresight to be like maybe this doesn't hold up like maybe this isn't very good so we all just went in there being like, this is going to be so good because there's we had so faith. many. It's like, oh, it, ye of it, little it faith. It felt like we know? were going in and watching a Simpsons episode that we all loved where it was like, <laughs> we're all going to be laughing. We're going to be like quoting, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a funny experience for another reason because we realized that movie is very strange. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That film is so a I'm war- worried about whether The Grinch is going to be that as well. That movie is a war crime. <laughs> like that movie, they play it at Guantanamo Bay to like... Get secrets like a, out of it's prisons. Like a, it's like a waterboarding kind of a operation, yeah. Exactly. Like the first prisoners are like, ah, oh, see, this is proof of the glut of America. And then like by minute 30, they're like, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you, please. Please just turn Get it off. Get Mike Myers off the screen. I mean, I mean, look, we'll talk about it in episode two, but Jim Carrey is obviously just a stronger yeah. fit for this kind of thing. Yes. Mike Myers is still great though. Um, we all loved uh, him and Austin Powers and Austin Powers too. Austin Bowers three, um, he's done, and Shrek obviously. Shrek's the big one Shrek for us, for our generation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. missed Wayne's World. I've heard it's hilarious. Oh man, it. I love Wayne's World. Yeah, I have not seen. I've it. seen both of those. Cool. I'll get onto it one day. <laughs> cool. Apparently, it is mad. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I would have seen. I obviously would have seen. Um, 
uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, no exclamation mark, 2000 starring Jim Carrey in the, during the Christmas season. I would have mm. gone to the movies and seen that. And I remember loving it. Mm. Uh, will I love it again? I really, Let's find out. I really Next like week. Christmas movies that are like set in like a fantasy Christmas world. You know? Okay, yeah, Christmas. I like those. Oh, so, so like, like, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, Which I Halloween love. Land, obviously. Yes, I love, um, I love the, the, the Grinch um, 2000 version that I've seen. Mm. And, yeah, just anything where, like, they've had to do, like, really amazing, like, practical effects and, like, set building and, like, just kind of make a fun, like, fantasy world kind of thing. Is Jurassic Park 2 set around Christmas? Because I feel like when the dinosaurs, like... Fucking wake up on Christmas morning and like havoc. open open up presents and stuff. Yeah, is it doing that? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, is that the one where yeah. the person steals the eggs and they no, go? No, that's Jurassic Park three. Oh, that's the one I've seen the most out, except for the yeah. original. And that, I don't know if I've ever seen two. Ah, uh, I used to love two. It was the coolest thing. It was like, whoa, there's all these military guys. <laughs> that was all Tyree needed as a kid. Just military guys. You would have yeah. loved like The Rock and like. All those kind of films. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch them as a kid. So I yeah, just like dinosaurs. Would've. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like maybe four. Um, they're like four personality types for um, a lot of uh, boys, I'd say. Um, one is dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. One is trucks. I was going to say trains. Yeah. Yeah. Like one trucks is trains. trains. Big rigs. Big rigs. Big rigs. <laughs> My niece really likes like big stuff, like like big trams and trains and stuff. She like she like pumps her fist when she sees. Yeah. Them. Or at least I should say this is the sort of these are the sort of archetype society projected onto <laughs> boys. I should say yeah. it can literally be you can Go like through whatever the four? you want. What are, what are the four? Um. Oh fuck. What was the third one? It couldn't just be. It couldn't just be spaceships. I was going to say robots or something. Uh, probably robots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. The space stuff, yeah. Space stuff. And then sci-fi. what was the fourth? Oh, that was the fourth. Because I said dinosaurs, trucks. I think trucks and trains, are these separate ones? No, is? I would say they're the same. Industry. Just industry. <laughs> industry. <laughs> industry. <laughs> he's, wearing a, he's wearing a little He's wearing a little suit. <laughs> like a Monopoly man. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dinosaurs, industry. <laughs> uh, space and I would say yeah, sol- military soldiers. Kind of oh thing. yeah, that'd yeah. be military. Yeah, because I was definitely, I definitely fell into the like climb up a hill and like throw <clears> soldiers <throat> off it with with uh, plastic bag parachutes. Parachutes. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things to do. But I also loved Hot Wheels as a kid. Ah, so for yeah. Christmas morning, if I got a Hot Wheel, I was a happy boy. I was a happy camper. But I wasn't happy if I got a Matchbox car. They're not the same, Mom. They're not the same, Mom. <laughs> Matchbox are. Photorealistic versions of cars that you see on the street. Hot Wheels are a fantasy world of what cars could be, like a big toilet on wheels. How's that spec script coming along? <laughs> hot Wheels. Mattel eagerly awaits hot to make wheels. a Hot Wheels movie, my friend. After the success of, of Barbie, they're like, oh, we got to capitalize on this one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going uh, well. You know Lil Yachty? I don't even know Lil Yachty. Is he a, is a, he a, a boat-based Rapper? No, he's he's just a rapper. Rapper. Probably yep. he's on a boat at some point. But yep. um, he he's he's like developing, or he's in talks to develop an Uno themed heist film, which is like you know developed by Mattel. Whoa! Because uh, um, Mattel's just like whoa. We, <coughs> we got Mattel, Barbie. What else we got? Mattel Cinematic Uno. Universe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We've, yeah, that we, film had that that film had a director and a team that were like, we need to really right a lot of the wrongs that society has put on to a whole class of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Mattel's like sitting at the back, going, 
He's like the they're like the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Like they're just like we're gonna make so much money, <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna exploit so many feelings. In people. Oh man, we um, I would say for this film, it's worth watching the twenty five <clears throat> minutes of it so that you can then go on and watch the. We're talking about the Grinch, right? The, yeah, that, uh, no, 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 how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can you should watch it so that you can then watch the twenty or so minute documentary or like behind the scenes that they made yeah. with. Phil Hartman hosting, and it is Ooh. the closest thing you could get to watching Troy McClure actually host like a. Down Hi, to I'm the, Troy McClure. Down to like, the, you might remember me. It, it, it almost is, does it's, that. it's almost it's pretty much parodying the thing. It's crazy, yeah. um, but he's he looks like Vincent Price in it or something. He's got like a little pencil yeah. I don't know what he was like doing. With eyebrows, the, yeah, yeah. But it's fantastic. It's almost like I can't I can't tell if it came before Troy McClure or it was like alongside it so he was just doing that but he basically takes you through like a behind the scenes it's like very behind the music kind of focus where he's like how do you think they made these sounds well after the break we'll let you know and it's like then you can watch a version on YouTube where it has the ads I was this is okay I wanted to Bust into this. That's what made me think from Mattel. Heavily. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, continue your point, but I just want to talk about the ad. No, I was going to say, which one did you watch? I watched, uh, well, I watched the, just the, the um, abridged version. Wait, the unabridged version? Whichever one's quicker. I forget. Is abridged quicker or is it unabridged? Abridged is when they edit it, yeah. Oh, I watched the abridged That's version. why so many audiobooks are like, it's unabridged. That makes in, like, sense. We didn't take anything out. I'm like, why would you take anything out? Yeah, of course. Why would you do an audiobook and like leave out several chapters? <laughs> it doesn't make sense that they're like, it's an unabridged audiobook. <laughs> what the fuck is an abridged? I've never heard of an abridged audiobook. <laughs> you stupid ass. <clears throat> Why'd you get me this book for Christmas, Mom? Okay, I think we've made a lot of progress. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the next session, we'll keep talking about this this bridge fascination you have. Hey, that's um, another version of a of a young person. Bridges? Yeah. Well, well Lego, I guess, I guess construction. Yeah. Yes. It falls into the industry thing, really. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, just, all the umbrella. I like construction. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> construction. <laughs> I think, um, building I things. But, like, and, like, you know, most boys, I mean, like, well... Me, basically. I would build something purely for the joy of destroying it, basically. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd build something up so I could tear it down. So you could just um, watch the world crumble. I watched the one without the ads, and then I discovered there were ads, mm. and I was like, hang on a minute here. Yeah, okay. Enlighten hang me, because I, I didn't – I was curious if you did, but I, I did you not. You didn't? No, no. Okay. The 90s was <coughs> – I don't think this is like an extremely hot take or anything like that, but the 90s was the best era for commercials ever. Yeah. Because, like, now it's all about, like, it's, like, trying to exploit, like, sweet emotions and loving emotions and, like, you know, we choose to be better. Everyone's just, like, copying Apple and trying to be, like, sweet and lovely. But back then, especially for kids, (laughs) it was was all just the fucking bone storm ad from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone (laughs) busting out of all going, yeah, you better buy this kid or you're a fucking loser. And all the kids are going to hate and you. And the kids' eyes would, like, bust out of their eye sockets and be like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. There is a dark side to all this because, like, you watch all the boy-centric ads and it's like, yeah, roller coaster yeah. city, woo. Yeah, it's all violent it's and all, violence, all, all like, high-octane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the kids' one is just like, we're going to prepare your child for being a mother. And oh, it's just yeah, like, yeah. baby be born and, <laughs> like... It is all, it's all just like uh, like all their toys were just like learn how to cook, oh, learn how to ra- learn child rearing. <laughs> <laughs> Your child is more responsive now. It's, there was maybe like one ad where there was like a boy and a girl playing with the same toy oh, once, no. and even then it was like uh, I think it was like 
a toddler toy oh, called like man. it was called like hole in a bucket, oh. and it's like this little it's like hungry hungry hippos. Yeah, but like it's this bucket that just like. It's like a Roomba. It just sort of like rolls around the room. <laughs> and you got to get all these all, – like you've got those like four different colored balls and you got to like put them in the bucket. But yeah, like it's like a learning game as yeah, opposed to like – Intermittently or like spit balls out. So like the first person to get all their colored balls in wins. Right. And it's like one of those things where you're better off just like collecting them and then just pouring them all and in. And it's like, ones. girls, you play with the pink balls. Don't <laughs> even dare touch the blue ones. The fucking song, the jingle is so bad. It's like, put a whole bowl in my hole. <laughs> It's bucket. Oh, bucket. I don't know. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't put much thought into this. We were too busy with bones. Door. We didn't put much thought into this toy, which was manufactured in China and will remain in the earth oh, for man. thousands of years. People will think it's a very important cultural <laughs> artifact because of how long it's lasted. Oh man! So yeah, com- like the com- honestly, go back, watch it. Just skip all the the Doctor Seuss stuff. Go straight yeah. to the commercials because it's not just like random toys and shit, mm. and um, and like McDonald's ads. It's yeah. like there are like. Do you remember this? Did you ever watch like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network as a kid? Yeah, I was a Nick kid for sure. You're a Nick kid. By, yeah. Did they ever do? They would have done like um. What were they called? Like slime fest or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they had. They were a tune takeover. They're very slime based network. Four hours of back to back tunes, and it's just like cartoon. Like you just get like all these overlapping cartoons, like doing a thing. Yeah, like whoever recorded this thing, or like I mean, this special, this like how the Grinch, how they made how the Grinch stole Christmas special thing, was made during a Christmas Doctor Seuss themed special. Right, and they were just like advertising all these different like slots they had. On, yes. like, I think it was TNT or whatever. Yeah. And they were just like, get ready. Um, the best ad okay. I saw, and we'll have to, we'll have to insert it in. Like clip somewhere. it, yeah. Or like just link people to it. It's yeah. like, it was this old AMC ad, which is like the movie channel for like classic um, 1950s, 1960s themed Hollywood films or whatever. Yeah. It's like, they're pretty, it's this black and white four, like uh, one by one or like four by three um ratio uh ad mm. black and white um and it's like it's basically just like imitating the end of um the searches it's like sort of like recreating that scene okay. where it's like a family they're like farewelling this old man it's <laughs> like this cowboy is like you know mournfully just sort of like riding off into the west and like this little kid's like where's he going where's he going papa and like this old man with this beard's just like he just doesn't belong in a world where commercials exist he's riding off to a world where they play films in black and white and there are no commercials <laughs> and then the amc logo just like fades up and it's like amc watch classic films no commercials <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's amazing. I gotta go back and watch it. So that's yeah, great. I I encourage anyone out there the, to um, find me a better ad. The Nick, <laughs> find the, me a better like selection of ads. The Nick promos are still in my head as like a um, there was a Christmas. There was speaking of Christmas, there was a Christmas yeah. promotion they used to do where you could you could write a message that would be put on, like, a banner at the bottom of a show. It would, like, come yeah. up as, like, a news headline, but it would be, like, Christy says hello to her friend Madeline in, you know, Sydney or whatever. Yeah. But it was, like, um, it was, like, write a Christmas message to someone you like. <laughs> when it comes up, nobody knows. And it was, like, a huge Christmas jingle they did. And then there was another one they did where uh, they would just oh. do, like you said, they would do, like, four episodes of something in a row. Yeah. And it was called Double Up. But I just yeah, remember they would yeah, be like, yeah. double up, double up, Nick's 
fucking four-hour SpongeBob marathon. Fuck. Double up, double up. <clears throat> so good. I used to love those things as a yeah. kid, though, because I didn't have Nick. I didn't have Foxtel, so I was like, it would only be if we went over to um, visit family in New Zealand or something like that. that yeah, that at you a hotel, would, and it was like a, it was like Nick, a Christmas like, party. <laughs> it was crazy. And we, our family and like our parents would be like, "Don't you want to see the like the beautiful, majestic like New Zealand landscape out there? There's yeah. hills. Yeah, that there are mountains that have taken <laughs> millions of Shut years." Shut up, Mom! To... Red and Stimpy's on for two or more hours, and they just look at us and be like, "What is this?" What is this box yeah. done to our child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is I this, remember, this thing? Because we didn't have Foxtel um, until I think I was maybe 13 or 14. But when we got Nick, it was like, holy shit, this is insane. Yeah. Um, but before that, I remember going over to my neighbor's house to watch their Nickelodeon because there was a Rugrats episode where they were in the future. Oh. And I remember it was like a T. It was like my first experience of like a TV mushy event where it was like <laughs> That's the, thing. the yes. Rugrats grow up, and As it was a like kid, them these going to like so their big. Yeah, it they was like them so being twelve years old and going to their high school like prom or something. And yeah. I was just like, we have, I have to see it. Wait, so it was just like all grown up. It it was all grown up before they were all grown up ah, in the TV it was a show. Special, so it was a like special a, okay. where it was like, this is never going to happen again. We're never fucking going <laughs> to show this We're not going to show ever. that one again. Yeah, yeah. Not in a million <laughs> not years. Not in a million years. And I just was like, I have to go over next. And I, I don't even know how I found out about it. I think my neighbor Lucas might have even told me. And I was like, mom, I have to go over. Oh, big ups to Lucas. And I just remember feeling like such a big kid, like going out of the house after school, walking across the street. It's great. Dude, I remember. So, yeah, I had a similar experience with... Um, uh, and my parents were probably like this close to to disowning me as a child. <laughs> we were, and like it, it's a privileged, gross, shitty little child thing to do. But like we had gone, we were in Singapore having a holiday, like family holiday or whatever. And we were very lucky to be there. Um, but we were in the hotel, and they had Nickelodeon there, and I was like, sweet, I am watching Nickelodeon as much as possible on the holiday. And my parents would be like, we are in like paradise right now, and you want to mm. watch TV? Mm. And I'm like, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I remember they had they were again doing a Nickelodeon special thing where like doing constantly ads, ads, ads all the time, and they kept on having this ad. For, I don't know if you know this um, Hey Arnold special, where it's like in the next episode of Hey Arnold, you find out what happens to Arnold's. Parents. I was going to say, is it the one where you find out how his <laughs> yeah, parents died? Exactly. It's like I was just like, we have to find out what happens to his parents. Like for years, I've been wondering, yeah. why does he live with his grandpa? What's going on? Yeah, and now weird, finally, in this weird old person shared home. Exactly. I'm like, finally, and yeah. like they were like, you would see bits of like the dad and the mom, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, oh my like, god, she has ah. his hair, he has his head. Exactly. It's like if we don't see this now, and we're kids. Yeah. The internet's only just sort of like. Burgeoning, in, yeah. yes. So we're just like, if we miss this, we'll yeah. we'll never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll never know. So here's the question: Do you remember what happened to his parents? Well, no, because my mum was like, <gasps> we're going over to the, uh, uh, like another family that I think um, it was like family friends or something were vacationing nearby. They had an apartment. And they were organizing dinner or something like that. It's like, no, no, we're going to go eat out. And we're like, no, 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 mom, we have to, we have to watch this. And she's like. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you're going to eat dinner. Like, wait, you're going to eat. And I was like, Mom, you can't do this to me. Oh, <laughs> so we kicked and screamed or whatever. I don't know how old we would have been. Probably like 18 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> no, it would have been like, I don't know how old we would have been. Oh, man. Pretty young. Um, but eventually we relented and then obviously forgot about it until just now. And, and you I'm could probably find that. Still angry You could it. find that pretty quickly on YouTube or something. I've, I've never thought to actually just, yeah, do a wiki search. I'm find out pretty. What or do you want? I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Then you're going to come. You come in next episode. We're having found out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that will be the thing that um, 
that. That makes your heart grow. It makes my heart grow. Yeah. I find out what happened to his family. Yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, I remember, man. but I won't spoil it because right. it's, it's harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> not for um, children. I remember the plot of the Rugrats episode being uh, the it was the weirdest thing to put in a kid's episode of a TV show. But yeah. basically, Tommy was going to this dance and he was like, the only way I can be cool is if I steal dad's medallion that he wore at his party when he was 16 <laughs> and, wear, and wear this like disco-infused power medallion. And like he stole it, lost it. And then it was uh. like a story about, you know, one of those stories as a kid you hate watching because it's not about fun or adventure or anything like that. It's more just like about like, hey, kids, don't steal. Like it's that Simpsons oh. episode where Bart steals the Christmas video game. Okay. Which I always struggled to watch as a kid because it's like he does something wrong and gets in big trouble. With, like yeah, Marge yeah, doesn't yeah. talk to him for like yeah, it's such a big weeks, punishment. and it's just like, yeah. oh god, this would be awful. Yeah, um, this is painful to watch. Ah, uh, we should talk about Nickelodeon. How the Grinch went. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, which mm. one do you like more, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Mm. Before was, we do get, we should get into the Grinch. Yes, but I, I'm just curious to know: were you a cartoon kid or a Nick kid? I was a. I was a Nick kid um, initially, yeah, and then I probably moved into Cartoon Network stuff when I was a bit yeah. older, like with regular show and, and Adventure, Adventure Time and stuff. Apparently, and also, Gumball's and amazing. Gumball, well, but also um, Steven Universe. I watched like, oh, like yeah, during COVID. Yeah. I watched that a few years oh, ago yeah. when my brother was like hounding me to do you stand it. Stand by that, yeah. And it's fucking one of the best shows I've I've seen in a long time. So yeah. um, definitely, they're they're like. Um, cavalcade of shows in yeah. recent time, I but think Nickel- Cartoon Network's probably got a better slate, doesn't Nickelodeon, it? Nickelodeon, uh, Cartoon Network always made me feel a bit sad or like sick when I was a kid when I watched <laughs> it, like because it had things like <laughs> Home for Imaginary Friends, it had Courage the Cowardly Dog, it had, it just had shows that, um, it just had shows that felt a little bit like uh, in the nineties, it had some off. really gross. I don't know. It had some really gross, like kitsch stuff, where yeah. it's like, yeah, Rocco's modern life, and like, yeah, Courage the Cowardly Dog and yeah. the Cow and Chicken. Yeah, all those. Sh- yeah, all those yeah, shows, yeah. Uh, shows. I was like always a bit, but but Nickelodeon had yeah, but Hey I'm, Arnold, Rocket Power, Cat Dog. Yeah, um, I didn't like Rocket Power that much though. Oh wait, Cat Dog was on. That was Nick. Oh yeah, that was a Nick. Rock, dude, Rocket Power was like, I loved it. Oh, but my favorite yeah. one was Angry Beavers for sure. Well, that's Angry Beavers, and for me, it was Angry Beavers and SpongeBob and Rugrats. I yeah. love them the most. But as I've as I've matured, mm. uh, you know, it's it's clear that the Cartoon Network is the finer wine of the two. <laughs> Nickelodeon know. is fast food. Uh, Cartoon <laughs> Network is a is a is a is, is a, a Michelin star meal. Michelin star a la carte. Uh, <laughs> you know, beautiful uh, <laughs> beautiful meal. Okay, good grief. We should we've been recording for fifty minutes and we've talked God. about the Grinch all of one. Of we knew bits. this was gonna happen though. The movie's yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. And like honestly, are we gonna go through the plot? Would you like to just sort of tell everyone the story? It's so it's so cruisy and simple because basically yeah. it's like it's it's an adaptation of the book. So Chuck Jones was like, yeah, so the book was like twelve minute a twelve minute read. So he's like, So we we had to pad it out, uh, so we added the whole section with Max, you know, getting down the mountain with the sleigh. Uh, you know, I think that's just that's just good comic business. <laughs> it's like good comic business is great. Comic business. Yeah, but no, so essentially the book is about the Grinch, who's this weird uh, creature who lives up in the mountains, uh he's up, this freak. Above, um yeah, above um He lives just north of Whoville. Of Whoville. But it's not just north of Whoville, it's like he lives on Mount Everest. Or he something. lives on Mount. It's called. Do you know what the mountain's called? Oh, it's like, yes. I used to love we, the name of this thing. It's a cool. It's a cool name, but it doesn't suit. It's it's a very nice name for a mountain. When, it's like Jamberry or something. <laughs> it's Mount Crumpet. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I love that name. Which is a great name, but it doesn't look Mount, like a Mount Crumpet. Mount Crumpet. It looks like a the the the. the 
Matterhorn or whatever it's called. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so he hates Christmas. Christmas is approaching. He hates all the noise. A lot of the movie is about, like, just describing all the things he hates where yeah. it's like... He's the, just a... He's a what's, the, what's the guy? He's a Scrooge. Well, he's a Grinch. He's a... Oh, he's a Scrooge. <laughs> um, They're the same thing. The same archetype. Yeah. So, yeah. Some old fuddy-duddy who doesn't like happiness. Doesn't like happiness. Doesn't, like doesn't get it. Um, and so, yeah, watches the Who's kind of get ready for Christmas and then has an idea of, like, how can I make Chris- – how, how can I stop Christmas from coming is what he thinks. And then he basically thinks, hey, what if I dress up as Santa, sneak into the the Who's houses and, and steal all of their decorations, all of their presents, all of their food – uh, and he does this, and the next morning he he gets up, he looks down uh, to Whoville, and he's expecting them to be absolutely devastated because he's taken what he thinks Christmas represents or Christmas is. Um, but they're not they're not crying, they're not screaming, they're actually they're actually singing. <laughs> um, yeah, they're singing, they're doing their Christmas carol, and he realizes basically the true meaning of Christmas, which is which is in our hearts, which is in our togetherness. Yeah, um, and then he races back down to the Whoville with all of the Christmas stuff on his sleigh with his trusty dog Max, and basically. He's so uh, moved by it all that his heart grows grows three sizes in a day, and he carves the Christmas ham. No, doesn't he? It's a Christmas beast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which? What the fuck? I mean, what is it? Yeah. Christmas beast. <laughs> it yeah. must be such a horror world they live in. I think that they they, yeah. they must love Christmas because it's like it's always winter there. Yeah. And like life is such a, an abhorrent struggle. Uh, and there's so much death and sadness out here, and we're like surrounded by beasts which we must hunt to eat. Yeah, it that is. When it, Christmas a... comes around, ah, oh, finally. Yeah. A little bit of brevity. A little bit of beast. Um, um, what I was going to say was in a. In a realer, truer way, the Christmas is really about presents because they have the presents stolen from them and, like, Grinch is upset because they're not crying. And he's like, oh, that's so sweet. His heart grows his two sizes or whatever. He goes back. And then his reward is like, hey, here you go. Here's some presents. <laughs> so it's like they end up getting presents anyway. Yeah, but I guess the reward is – But that's is, the cynic is, in me. That's the, the reward cynic is that going, he's, ah. he's, he's connected to the community now or something. What are, you know, yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but it's, I was curious because as like from an author's perspective, he, he's um, – Theodore Ted Giesel, Dr. Seuss, he wrote it in 1957. Yep. He wrote it after his kind of most famous ones like Cat in the Hat, Horton Hears a Who, Yertle the Turtle. Um, I mean, all these books are kind of famous. They are, but I, I was curious. I was, like, I was like, I wonder if the Grinch, like, hey, Grinch is pretty famous. Uh, the Grinch, totally, but it came after those yeah. Cat in the Hat, Horton Hears a Who, those yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, so he was on a roll. Um, and basically the way this film came about was because, you know, that's about 10 years be- between um, writing the book and then making the movie mm. is that Dr. Seuss had worked with Chuck Jones, who's famous for Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. He's like a massively influential yeah. and famous animator in America, mm. uh, kind of the godfather of it all, you could argue. Um, he, the Seuss and Jones had worked together on this um, cartoon called Private Snafu. Have you heard of this? It was like a, mm-hmm. a military cartoon that basically – it was. I think it was about a soldier who was doing everything wrong. I think I had seen it once before. Yeah, and it was yeah. basically like a, a series of military training videos because this is back in the 40s. So it's like you know when America was getting involved in the war. Yes, yeah, for so all they, GIs. Yeah, so Seuss wrote a few of those and got involved with Chuck Jones then. And then a few yeah. years later, they worked on Horton Hears a Who together, which he, was a short film. Dr. Seuss actually made uh, an Academy Award-winning short documentary as well. Really? Called um, Hitler Lives. Oh. And it's just about how it was basically – it was at the very tail end of the war mm. um, and it was basically a like obviously there's a, 
I'm, I've, I have such a cursory understanding of what it was because mm. I've only seen bits of it. Um, but basically, like the narrator, which I'm pretty sure was, um, oh fuck, who is that famous American newscaster who has the amazing voice? Vietnam oh. War coverage. Um, and the space launch potentially. Yeah, that guy? yeah, that oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this can oh, be. I, oh man, I know it. I was um, literally just talking about him the other day. Uh, Cronkite. Cronkite. Walter yeah. Cronkite. Yeah. Season's warning. <laughs> you know that bit from Futurama where he's like the head. It's like the robot Santa Claus is coming in in the future of the world and is like, and here to give a Christmas Day uh, greeting is Walt the head of Walter, Walter Cronkite. Season's <laughs> warning. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it sounds like him doing the voice of a narration for this thing, Hitler mm. Lives. And it's basically just him saying, um, although Berlin is occupied, we cannot give up now. Right. The SS have disguised themselves as civilians. They could even be you. <laughs> or something like that. Where it's just saying, like, we cannot, we can't just, like, you know, stop we can't, now. We've got to, yeah, like, rest on completely, kind of yeah. Yeah. We got to finish the, the job. Yeah. 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 Well, what was it's interesting, what I found interesting was that, um, Chuck Jones approached uh, Seuss to do this mm. uh, film after they'd worked together on on the on the army films and then Horton, but Seuss was like initially like no, I don't want to do it, and Chuck Jones was like I don't get it why not and he it was because Seuss had recently worked on a film called uh, the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T, That's such a which was <laughs> horrible name. <laughs> we, I know I really want to see it. <laughs> Um, but that was an absolute flop because people probably heard the name was the 5,000 fingers of Dr. T and they were like, uh, no. Um, so that flopped and he basically was like, I don't want to work on films anymore. Yeah. Um, but what won him over to work on this film was that Chuck Jones had already commissioned, um, Albert Haig to do some music Mm. for it just to kind of wet, uh, the whistle of Seuss and, um, sounded more disgusting than I thought. And uh, it was it was amazing what convinced him. It was the lyrics yeah. to the Welcome to Christmas um, song, like the the the, the hymn style, oh, yes. like, Hale, hale, Fahu fores, dahu dores. Yeah, which yeah. is like, I don't know. I think it's kind of trash uh, yeah. because it's like, it's. It, but Seuss was like, oh, this is me. <laughs> Seuss was like, I rhyme things that don't make sense. I love it. So that's kind of what got him over the line. And then I think also having just done stuff with Jones before. Yeah. He's thinking there, Jones is thinking there was, um, we don't want to, um, we almost, we don't want to make this inaccessible for less or like non-Christian viewers, I guess. So oh, if we have, nice. if we have Latin, it might, it might it's put Latin? people off. No, no. If we had Latin. Oh. Because the, the idea is they'd be singing something in Latin, singing something like, Ades de fidile. Oh, which okay. is what I've written here from the quote. <laughs> um, um, so he was like, let's just write Latin, but like make it who, who make villain. It who Latin. So he's like, the quote is here, like, um, uh, write our new carols in Susian Latin. After all, Fahu Fores, Dahu Dores seems to have as much authenticity as Adeste Fideles to those unauthored in Latin. That's cool. Yeah. So it was a way to make it like universal. Pretty much. By yeah. making it gibberish. Yeah. I like it. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, this is like an absolute like arsenal of of very famous uh, people of mm. their day. So you got Chuck Jones heading it up. Yeah, you got Dr. Seuss writing it. You got yep. Boris Karloff as the narrator <laughs> slash the Grinch, who is famous yeah. for playing Frankenstein. Yes, no, the Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster. Monster, thank you. Yep. In the nineteen thirty one film Frankenstein, he was yeah. also I loved this credit. He was Monstro in Pinocchio. He was Ooh. the whale. <laughs> Which just well exactly makes makes noises like that basically. It's just like <laughs> like just like 
He was like a, 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 a basically just like could create crazy animal noises. Um, it also had Thurl Ravenscroft, um, a.k.a. the guy who plays Tony the Tiger. The guy who goes, they're great. Um, from the Tony the Tiger. Speaking of great advertisements, this uh, kind of American voice actor. That's like Steve Blum playing Opa from um, Avatar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Wait, what's you his got name? The- Steve Blum? I don't know if that's the guy. He... I think so. He played hands up. He plays the main villain from Korra season one. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was D. Bradley Baker who did uh... D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, it is. D. Bradley Baker plays Upper and Momo. He and plays Upper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who the fuck does Steve Blum play? Steve, Steve Blum, Blum does play like a creature or something like that in like the Last Airbender. But then they brought him on to play the villain in the in in the first book of Korra. Yeah, he's got that really deep voice. Yeah, he's got an amazing voice. Cowboy Bebop, all that kind of stuff. Oh, of course. Awesome. Um, um, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he plays Momo even. No, no, no. Um, D. Bradley Baker does basically all the animal noises. Really? Yeah, because I've seen a doco where he's just like, all you got to do is open up a cavern in your throat. And he's just like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, so you can do that. No one else can. This is like this last night we were were talking about um, the voice actor who does all of the Pingu voices. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His mother, the mother voice actually like... Yeah, it's amazing. It cracks me. It's so good. It it breaks my brain. Um, So, yeah, you have Uh, Phil Ravenscross doing... The music. He's the one who's like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And then Albert Haig, who wrote the music, uh, who won a Tony uh, for something. I didn't look it up, but he's a Tony winner. And uh, then... It was Fame, I think. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, he was in that. He yes, was he, in was in that. he was in yeah. Fame. Maybe he didn't win it for Fame then, but... Maybe was, not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, also June Foray, who is uh, kind of one of the... Like, probably the godmother of, of voice actors in America. Uh, she played uh, Rocky yes. from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. She played uh, the Granny from the Looney Tunes. Um, and she plays Cindy Lou Who in this. So it's like, yeah. it's like a, it's, it's a very small cast, a very small crew. Um, but it's like packed with these people who just were like absolute legends. Yeah. What a crowd. What yeah. a crowd. Yeah. How much do you know about Boris Karloff? Not a lot. I know his name. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> when, when I looked him up and saw that he'd done Frankenstein and, and, and kind of a lot of these people had done mm. voice acting gigs, I was like, yeah, they were kind of like titans of their industry back then yeah. so but yeah i don't know a lot about him he had a pretty checkered life so he was from uh the uk originally uh, from like a military family a lot of his brothers fought in world war one wow um and he didn't he chose to be an actor and he, was, he always felt sort of ashamed or like intimidated by the fact that he didn't fight and his brothers did and so he left lived in canada and america um i know two dollars fifty uh, USD went a lot, like a bit further back then, but like he apparently he did hard labor jobs for two dollars fifty a day Jesus. before getting any extra work. And when he did get extra work, he was paid five dollars. I don't know if that was a day or just for the role. Full stop. Right. I actually, didn't find the full um, piece of that puzzle. But this would have been in like the twenties. Yeah. So he's just like trying to land a role. He ends up doing eighty-one roles before getting Frankenstein's monster. So this guy worked pretty goddamn hard. He did. 80 roles before 1931? 81, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was busy. But a lot of those films probably just don't exist anymore. They're just like, they're lost to time and everything. Um, uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy from <laughs> so, 100 years ago, just about. So obviously he, he passed away, but this just, it's kind of sad, but just reminded me of the Grinch in a weird way where like, um, so he he had lots, like like very bad back problems from all the labor work he was doing. Mm. 
Um, actually, even doing Frankenstein, like, playing the monster, hurt him even more because he was wearing um, these really heavy shoes mm. that like raised him up an extra couple of feet or whatever, a mm. couple of inches, and apparently like hurt his back as they were oh, really damn. heavy. It's like, oh, so two but it's the rule of a <laughs> lifetime. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's it's what people will think is Frankenstein, but is actually his monster. <laughs> so two two dollars fifty in nineteen twenty. Yeah, is worth just shy of forty dollars today. That's still pretty shit. That's nothing. Forty dollars <laughs> a day for hard labour. <laughs> that you get, you get that for an hour's work today. Yeah, in, in yeah, labouring, yeah. that's nuts. But you know, a roast beast back then would have cost like a, a nickel, so it's fine. Anyway, um, a roast beast. <laughs> so, um, in nineteen sixty six, he had moved back to England. Uh, in nineteen sixty six. Um, he, he'd been smoking all his life and he had developed emphysema. Eventually he dies of, um, uh, leukemia, uh, no, not leukemia, um, pneumonia, but it says here he had emphysema, which left him with only half of one lung still functioning. Gee, half of one? Half of one. So he's he operating at 25%. Yeah. Far out. So it's like, you know, what happened that day? Some say what little... Part of his lung that was left, just he couldn't do it no more. Mm. It was done. Yeah, fair. So, yeah, he he was a fucking workhorse. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Ooh. so many of these people would have been. It's like, you know, carving out a, a career in the in the creative arts has always been tough. But I feel yeah. like back then when it was like burgeoning. Oh, yeah. They were cut from the old cloth. Yeah. Not yeah. like us now. <laughs> and they probably would have all got their start when they were kind of in their 30s and 40s anyway. Like, I don't think there would there probably weren't a lot of like 18, 19, 20 year olds like going to LA being like, let's let's build a... Well, yeah, no, because uh, it, was, it wasn't like families would raise you to be a child actor necessarily. No, no. It was like, yeah, a new thing. Um, you mentioned... Uh, um, because it's worth talking about the inspir- or the the uh, the legacy of this film, which mm. I think kind of makes it like I it it's endeared it in my in my heart. Because I don't know if any of these people are actually alive anymore who made this thing. Like I don't know if there would be anyone who had their hands on it who mm. would still be with us. And no disrespect to anyone who is, <laughs> but I couldn't find anyone online who like it all had their their birth and death date. Yeah. Um, but um, Danny Elfman and Tim Burton, who worked together on obviously Nightmare Before Christmas, they yes. In the doco that I was watching, both cited this film as a huge inspiration for Nightmare Before Christmas. As yes. like a you know very Grinchian type story. They both um, were, and this is when they were kids. They didn't know each other, obviously, but they were mm. like insanely influenced by the animation of the Grinch, the way he was drawn. You can see, you could probably put them face to uh, side by side. You could put like Jack Skellington and. Um, and the Grinch next to each other as they as their mouths smile and just yes. keep going up their heads yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. such a similar um, facial structure and yeah. and you know obviously similar similarly toned story and stuff like that but yeah, um, yeah it was a, a for a twenty five minute TV special this thing this thing was like um, standing on the shoulders of the already famous book obviously but yep. it definitely uh, it was like a massive achievement in terms of something mm. that stood the test of time yeah. Made on a budget of $350,000 USD. That's not much. And made in six months as well. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, six yeah, yeah, months. Yeah. Oh, it was animators' wrists. Dude, 17,000 <laughs> cells of animation. Jesus. 17,000 individual drawings. I have 15,000 here. Really? I got 17. Oh, from, 70, that's so close. They're I got like, 17 yeah. from two sources. Yeah, okay. What about you? Uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> One source. <laughs> I got it from Phil, right, yeah. I got it from Phil Hartman. For some mouth. reason, my for some reason my brain heard seven thousand. I was like, no more, no more. Uh, seven, yeah, okay, seventeen thousand. Yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah, I trust Phil Hartman. 
Yeah. He seems to know his stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's not so much of like a it's like a fable, you know. It's a short story. Yeah. It's pretty um, limited in what they could do, and yeah. like you know. But it's so I, I feel like it's a good thing that they made a feature out of it in terms mm. of like a live action, like you know, re reimagining the story with. With real actors and, and incredible makeup and mm. and, uh, and and set dressing and all this kind of stuff that we see and we're going to see next episode, but um, yeah, mm. it's a it's a small little thing, but it's it's lived a big old life. Yeah, I found it okay. I watched it on a really hot day, so I was kind of like, Ugh. oh yeah, strange. So I was dumb. I watched me. it at night, so I felt much better. But do you know what? Yeah. The thing that annoyed me about it, but also not annoyed me in a way that I was like, ah, this stupid thing. I was more just like, ah, oh, this maybe this was hard for them, or maybe they just didn't work it out. Yeah. The, they. It's funny that the animation it basically shot day for night because when oh when, yeah, it's like when Grinch day. goes down to steal everything, yeah. nothing changes in the yeah, land. Like weird. there's no, and it. I for me that would have elevated it like heaps if they had could have animated the night scenes as actual night. Yeah. Because the whole thing is that he's sneaking into their houses when they're sleeping. Yeah. But the sun is out. The or not the sun is out, but the sky is very it's blue. blue. Yeah. There's, there's no change in light or anything like that. And I'm like, maybe they couldn't figure it out. But then I'm like, but wait, Pinocchio was made like 30 years before this or 20 years before this. And that has got some crazy dark shit in it in terms of, like, lighting. You know, the Monstro, uh, they're in a goddamn whale. Come on. That's the Walt Disney Company. You're comparing apples to oranges here. Yeah, exactly. Chuck I mean, Jones, had, what did he have to work with? Well, and that's the thing. He had, like, five animators to work with. Yeah. So there's not, <laughs> there a, not a lot of people, not a lot of money. Um, they were probably like, someone was probably like, it has to be at night. And he was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I will not. No, no. Any extra bit of work? No, not going to yeah, happen. No, no. He's already, he's already putting his heart and soul into this thing. Yeah. This is also the first appearance of the Grinch being green. Yeah. Yeah. Until this point, he was, I mean, maybe he was green in Dr. Seuss's mind when he made the book initially, mm. but he was, that that book is black and white and red. There's a bit of red here and there for like yeah. the Santa Claus outfits and the presents and stuff, but it's yeah. otherwise monochromatic. Yeah. Um, and so this was the first time we actually see the green, the, the Grinch in his iconic green. Did you know, do you know why he's green? No. Chuck Jones apparently. He writes about this. Sick. Okay, go on. Yeah, Chuck Jones apparently at the time was um, because Seuss said to Jones when he showed him an image of the Grinch for Mm. the first time, Seuss was like, "It doesn't look at all what I drew. Like it doesn't look doesn't look like my my guy at all." And he looked at Jones and he was like, "You've made him look like you." And Chuck Jones was like, "I'm sorry, it happens. Like you know, animators draw themselves all the time, and you can kind of see it." But it's like they definitely look the, – the book Grinch and the movie Grinch definitely look different. Yeah. But you can see book the Grinch evolution. Book Grinch has this like big pudgy sort of face. Yes. And he's way It's longer. more like a pear-shaped face yeah. as opposed to – I don't know what the – like this kind of bul- bulbous shape that the other one has. Yeah, yeah. But Chuck Jones was like, yeah, sorry, man. This is – that happens sometimes. But like let's go with it. We'll see what happens. Mm. Seuss was like, yeah, no worries. And then um, yeah, he'd colored him green. Jones had colored him green because at the time he was driving this little like rental car – that was like a disgusting shade of green that apparently he just like really hated. So he was just like, ah, stupid color. I'm going to make the Grinch you because it's so gross. Um, so he made him this really gross green color. and Nickelodeon stuck. slime green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Some of the production stuff was interesting, how they made the sound for, for um, a bunch of different like, you know, 
like the footsteps in the mm. snow was made by crunching potato chips, like someone just eating potato chips. I thought now was that was that just like an example? Or was that actually what they? did? I think it's actually what it didn't they really did. Sync up very well. No, that's the thing. None of what they did synced up. But apparently, yeah. I read it like on this thing. It was saying, okay. and it just sounded basically like what it sounded like was what they forgot to do the sound, and then they were just like uh-huh. in a in a lunch meeting, uh, and just like oh shit, we got it, we got to <laughs> do it. And they were like, hey, are you are you eating an apple here? Give us this. It'll it'll make the sound yeah. of the bags dropping on. People the People are just floor. like, all right, we're forty five minutes to air. <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, yeah, I felt like that because all of like a lot of the sounds that I got, like the sound of the footsteps in the snow, yeah. someone eating potato chips, yep. sound of the bags landing on the roof, sound of someone eating an apple. Like it's just like, was this someone's lunch oh, break? Right. They were just like, oh shit. As a kid, I would have loved that that how they made this the Grinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they made how the Grinch stole Christmas. I, would yeah. love, I always loved those things. Him, uh, it, yeah, it feels like something I would have watched as as a young kid and just been like absolutely fascinated by. Earliest you know? example I can think of watching myself was uh, Saturday Morning Disney. Um, and they basically just did that where it was like, this is how we make sounds in movies. Mm, mm. And they had like a weird little playhouse thing. And like, let's do this. And then it'd be like, all right, now Lilo and Stitch, the TV show. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Cut away to that or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like Buzz Lightyear, fucking Galactic Ranger. That show was awesome. I fucking <laughs> loved that show. They didn't need to make oh, the light. Yeah. They didn't need to make the light year movie. They, they could have just this... done a marathon of that show. Oh man, that show was so good. Short lived, short lived. What was it about? Just, uh, just like him. In space. It's, it's about what the fucking movie should have been about. Yeah. It's just him being a fucking Ranger. Galactic Ranger going out killing bad guys. Like being just like fucking Jeff Bridges in space. Hell yeah. It's fucking mad. Um they There's had murder oh, in it? Not murder, but you know, they shoot robots and stuff. Mm. Um, um, but like, you know, Zerg was there. He was like the big bad, obviously. He had like a team of good friends. He had like, I think a robot friend and then like a lady friend and then like rangers and like, yeah. All um, the they had this one villain lady, mm. they had this one villain lady who had a massive head and she had a satin ring around it because she had like a planet head for some Fuck, reason. Yeah, that's awesome. Fucking sick. And like a moon, I think. What's her around. name? I don't know, big head or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> 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 Big Head McSally, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Matt searching it up. Oh, I have nothing to add, really. I was just saying I fucking love that show. But yeah, and then I hear... I mean, the Lightyear movie should have worked. But I guess the... the I guess COVID would have had some kind of effect on it. And I think that just their decision to make it like, all right, Disney's Interstellar just didn't... I don't know, play to their benefit. Yeah, very weird that they played with... They were like, hey, it's Buzz Lightyear from Star Command. You know him as the guy who adventures all over the, the universe. The cocky adventurer. And yeah. then it's like, we're going to trap him on one planet yep. for the whole movie because of something stupid he did. And you're just like, God damn it, that sucks. <laughs> I found the satin lady, by the way. Oh, yeah. She's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> there were several recurring villains, such as Torque, an alien terrorist that can clone himself. Gravitina, a seductress with a massive head that can manipulate gravitational forces. XL, a robot of the same prototype as XR, only bigger. And NOS4A2, say it out loud. Oh, Nosferatu. Okay, I get it. <laughs> say it out loud. But it says Nos4A2. Uh, another robot that sucks the energy from any system driven by electrical power. Oh, man. Yeah, that show was mad. Yeah, for, I mean, it basically yeah. looks like she's just a woman with a huge blue afro with this awesome ring around it. But, like, if that's her head, I mean, like, imagining a, a real-life version of that would be disgusting. But, like, a, just the, if that's her hair... I can get behind it. I can get behind that. I would love to see someone do that as com- as a Comic-Con, like, costume. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do that as Halloween. 
I'll get Bella to do. I'll get Bella to do. Gravitina. I'll get Bella to go as Gravitina, and I'll go as I'll go as Nas Four A Two. But isn't Zerg on that list? Uh, I mean, recurring villains. I guess he was the big bad. These yeah, were kind he was of all the, big, the, the arch nemesis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sweet. Seems, you know, that this sounds is, uh, great. Yeah, it's, it was fun. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this thing with very heavily tinted glasses, rose tinted glasses here. Um, but yeah, I remember it being fun. I mean, I was a kid. I just liked space and Buzz Lightyear. Yep. Um, that was my camp. Um, this is our first animated film. Oh animated yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I know you've been hanging out for one. Here it is. Well, I mean, you know. Did you actually like this? I this TV special. I liked it in the sense that I was like this thing is made by a lot of people who were like legends. Mm. It it has a a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. And also it's yeah. like it's a TV special yeah. about a 12-minute book. Like it's not going to be I like that they made it because I think if they hadn't, maybe it wouldn't have become what it is with the next version that we're going to see. A- again, pending whether we actually like that or not. Yep. But um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I thought it was. I thought it was. I, I guess I wasn't judging it as like a story. It was more like a fable. It mm-hmm. was like a. You don't need to get too much into the details of anything. I thought that it was obviously. I thought it was interesting to see something like you said. Um, I think you said to me the other day, you were like, you're doing this play, right? And you were like, do you know there are other plays written in the time of Shakespeare? And I was like, <laughs> I do, but I because I never thought about it either. Whereas, like, because yeah. he just dominates the canon. Yeah. Much he like, just, you know, Looney yeah. Tunes, like Warner Brothers and uh, Hanna-Barbera dominate this this era of, of, of animation and Disney, yeah. obviously. Uh, and so it was kind of cool to see something that was made outside of that mm. realm. And, yeah, it's not perfect i would have enjoyed a night scene here or there i think they could have elevated it but um i was just so it was so cool to watch it and the people involved in it were so proud of it and also so happy that it had had this extended life and then seeing the phil hartman special was just like cherry on top brother the special yeah i mean the the special that was the thing for me like i mean that's on letterboxd as well that special so you can just (gasps) you can just get on there and like like my letterbox is going to be one star for the movie and then like five stars for the special (laughs) And purely for Hartman as well. The special itself is like, yeah, it's you, you special. Find you're out. like, I wish they hadn't made this, and then the, the how thing. did they make it thing is going to be like, oh my god, I'm like, how did they make this? It's, it's like incredible. It's like um the making. It's like um Hearts of Darkness, the making of um. The, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearts uh, of Darkness, Apocalypse, Wait, Apocalypse now. now, yeah. Yeah, where everyone, I mean, you know, Apocalypse Now is great and everything, but everyone's like, no, but the documentary. Yeah, you got to watch the documentary. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Um, it's like that for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, Grinch is okay. I love the book. I, th- I, I guess I would have read the book. I feel like I would have. I see. I, I have no memory of ever reading any. This was the book. this was the weird thing for me because I, I remember I like when I was like, oh, we'll do the Grinch. I used to read Doctor Seuss all the time, and then I was like, did I? Did I? Like I I can't actually. I don't know if I read ever read or was read to if my parents ever read me the Cat in the Hat. Mm. I feel like. Probably. Mm. I definitely knew about it, obviously. But, like, yeah. did they actually read me Cat in the Hat? Yeah. I know I read Green Eggs and Ham. That was, like, my favorite book. That really? Was my, that was my jam. Wow. That was my Green Eggs well, and Jam. The- <laughs> Back in the day. That's, I mean, look at the – I need to get the picture. Well, that's the thing about Suso, right? It's, like, he had an ability to write in I, – I love this quote, and it kind of made Come me terrified. On, look at that face. Yeah, it's pretty great. God damn. You're telling me you turned down a big old plate of green eggs and ham. You're oh, man. You're crazy, man. I, I don't you're think, fucking insane. I don't think I wrote it down, but I can do it pr- basically verbatim or, or slightly editorialized. But oh, yeah. the quote that he wrote, which I, I loved, and it kind of terrified me because I just finished a story that, like, 
does, goes against this basically. But he he basically said, Seuss, as a writer, he was like, I never write from the perspective of like a moral. Like I never start my story with a, a theme in mind. Because and then he said, because kids can see that coming a mile off. And I was just like, oh no. But I agree with him in a sense because he's he's he, oh no he's basically writing in a way that is so, um, I guess, wondrous and, like, imaginative and strange that kids just get behind it because they're, like, it. the rhyming is, is pretty impeccable as much as he makes up his own words to sometimes do it. But you could argue that the words he's making up are world-specific, like he's building mm-hmm. his world with it, like with words like snuffle and bubble lump and all this kind of weird stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that he is obviously... Um, he had such a way of like getting through to the kid yeah. reader, which is so important. Um, and without that, I don't think he would have sold it nearly as many as what he did and kind of made, made such a successful career out of it. But mm. like in terms of the one of my favorite rhymes in the song, which he did as, as, as lyrics, mm-hmm. was um, Your heart's a dead tomato splotch with moldy purple splots. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Gross and great. Yeah, very gross. That's in the book. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots. That's great. Yeah, A dead tomato. (laughs) And then there's another one. Your soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable uh, rubbish imaginable. Read that. Read that like you're in an Aaron Sorkin movie right now. Okay, like yeah, like uh, you could say like show, West Wing. This Just is, do West Wing. I was going to say now. Social Network, like the, 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 the breakup, the breakup scene. Sure, do that. Just okay, read yeah. that and re- read how cruel it is. <laughs> your, your soul is your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really mean. <laughs> when I got to that bit in the song, I was like. All right. Oh, all right. Just, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. He's not that bad. He doesn't like Christmas. He doesn't like Christmas. He's, He's secular, like, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Give him a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, they just get more and more. Like, like I, I half expected whoever the singer was. Uh, I can't remember now. Sorry. Uh, not Boris Karloff, but. Um, it is uh, Thurl Ravenscraft. Ravenscraft. I half expected They're him. Great. I half expected him to do the, you know, you're a mean one, and whatever. Yeah. And then just get to that, like. That sort of bit and be like, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, the music. Hey, cut the music. Cut the. I just. Cut, want, I just want to talk it. to this monster face to face. Listen, man, you gotta. You gotta ship up or shape out. I mean, wait, is that the right way? Hey, you. You piece of shit. You talk. You talk to me. Yeah, it's like going. <laughs> you crossed my mind yeah, up now. You pissed yeah, me off yeah. so much. <laughs> Get back to Mount Crumpet. Yeah. Fucking, you jump off the year. No, 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 yeah. right. um, the only yeah. part that made me annoyed with Seuss, where it, with the rhyme was was when he started like playing around with maths to like get his to, to like with where he was like um, oh, yeah. he's like and then uh, the true meaning of Christmas came through and the Grinch's heart grew ten sizes plus two plus yeah, and I was like, like it's uh, uh, Theodore uh, it's twelve I kind of love that though. that's twelve I kind of love that don't fuck around with math plus two to get your damn rhyme in. <laughs> Do better. You're a doctor. Sure you're a goddamn doctor, for God's sake. <laughs> um, you got a medical degree or yeah. something. Uh, what a cool, what a cool name, uh, pen name, Doctor. It is pretty great, isn't it? I didn't. I, I never know why. how to spell it. I'm always like Zeus. Fuck. Is it S E U S S or something? I think so. I yeah. always fuck it up. Zeus. Oh, well, I'm sure you don't have to do it much. <laughs> <laughs> you're not writing Zeus much in your daily life. The, the last thing I have to say on this whole sorted. Yep thing um again i i highly encourage anyone to go out seek the 
seek the how they made this movie special with the commercials in it. Um, the YouTuber, I think, even runs a podcast about um, VHS stuff, mm. bullshittery. Anyway, um, in that, interwoven in all the ad breaks, and there's like four or five of them, um, is this... It's almost like a Gabo thing where it's like, you kids, you're going to watch this, this, this. Or it's like – Gabo, Gabo, like, Gabo. <laughs> someone had organized a, a TV movie called In Search of Dr. Seuss. It's a 1994 um, – so that, that's, we should mention this actually. It's like the, 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 the TV special, the original TV special happened, happened in 1966. Yeah. The How They Made thing happened in 1994. For oh, wow. whenever. So, you know, way down the track. Because, you yeah. know, it's Phil Hartman we're talking about. Mm. Yeah? But they'd also made this thing called In Search of Dr. Seuss. And, like, it's like seeing trailers for this thing. Um, it's it's like basically it's about it's about this journalist who like wants to find get the big scoop on Dr. Seuss, but she, it becomes like Seussical almost, where she meets the cat in the hat and ends mm. up going into all the nursery rhymes and finding out things about him. Mm. It's actually how I found out about the Hitler Lives thing because yeah. like there's a segment in which she learns about what he did before he wrote children's books. Right, um, it's got Kathy and Jimmy in it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Oh, Robin Williams is in it. Whoa, Billy, the king of the, the king of the moon himself. The king of the moon himself. Billy Crystal is in it. We also have Patrick Stewart and a couple of other people. Um, I just realized that King of the Moon thing is not going to make any sense because we haven't done <laughs> you'll, you'll listen to that. That will make sense. Let's keep it in. That'll be a really good payoff. Please keep listening. <laughs> um, uh, how anyone could watch this thing and then think six years later, yeah, let's try and make another live action again. <laughs> really just boggles the brain because it is like – uh, it, it. I think I went legally blind watching this thing. Wait, what are you talking about? Which one? In search of Doctor Seuss. The you TV okay? Right. Movie. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But then, what did that? What did? What were you saying? Six years after they made a live, as in they made the Grinch. Well, they made the Grinch. Right. So they would. So this thing existed. Yes. In search of Doctor Seuss existed. It's it, a narrative. It's film? a narrative film. Oh, thing. I thought you. I thought it was like a doco that was staged as like a mystery. It's it's a film staged. How would you? It's like it's an. Inf, <laughs> it's like it's a kids learning thing, but it's like it's staged as a narrative. I learned you know? how to go blind. A very a very loose narrative, which right. is jumping in into d- different things and learning another thing about Doctor Seuss. Right. It's like a big long episode of. Fucking Sesame Street or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Fuck, man. It, oh, boy. <laughs> Billy Crystal plays this freaky-looking fucking old-timey radio, and he's like, eh, how you doing? Wait, Dutch? he plays an old-timey radio? He plays radio. a radio. He plays a radio. And, like, the weird thing is it's like, eh, but, you know, before he made children's comics, he actually made documentaries like this one here. And then it'll just, oh. like, a projectile start. <laughs> Hitler lives. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, this thing just switches gears so quickly. And, like, it's like it almost sounds like, like I don't think it's meant to be, and I, like, I get all this, but, like, it almost sounds like a warmonger documentary where it's yeah, like, right. we've got a Get every last one of them, <laughs> hey. and then it just cuts back to like the 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 lead just being like, "Wow!" <laughs> and so then he wrote "Cat in the Hat." <laughs> Whoa! Oh, but man. like, there's this. I mean, I was just looking for the Sam I Am bit because again, I'm a Sam I Am fan. Uh, sorry, a Green Eggs and Ham fan. Um, and like, there's all these musical numbers, and the Sam I Am thing is just fucking awful. Where it's like, "Do you want Green Eggs and Ham?" <laughs> no, I don't. Sam I Am. Oh. <laughs> 
It's oh, this man. fucking nightmare. I Couldn't just, find like I, mm. I was just looking yeah. up whether Seuss himself might have seen that, but he looks like he died in ninety one, so yeah. he would have missed it. And also because I looked up Chuck Jones died in two thousand two. So oh. he would have been alive to see the Jim yeah. Carrey Grinch was like, that, that, that would have been cool to get his thoughts on that. Like he, true. he started yeah. the whole kind of movie movement yeah, of it. Yeah, I couldn't true, find yeah. anything. I think he yeah. might have been like out of action before then or something. You know, <laughs> out of action, or at least out of like giving he's public not statements. Taking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not taking interviews. Yeah, at this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he li- yeah. he lives alone up on top of a mountain. He's become kind. Of, he's be- <laughs> he's become his own creation. I guess. Actually, he has a great quote, which made which sort of like again made my heart go just a little, just a little, just a little bit. bit bigger. Um, he has this quote from the documentary, I think, where he says, "Everyone hates Christmas a little bit," um, which made me go, "Yeah, too." There's, like we all love Christmas. We love getting together and everything that mm. time of year. I mean, especially in Australia, it's nice. It's sunny. It's summer. And yeah. Everyone gets together for some roast beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you know, the presents and the annoying, you know, Christmas carols you hear in the malls are one thing, and all the rubbish and the Boxing Day and all, ugh, mm. all that kind of crap. You do, you do kind of hate that, but then like at the end of the day, you get some time off. You can reflect on the year and be like, "Whoa, we yeah. made it. That yeah. was a close one." Yeah. Whew, didn't think I was gonna make it to December this year. Yeah, but we did. <laughs> yeah, I like Woo. I like the build up to Christmas more than I like the day. The day's yeah, always fun, and the yeah. day in recent years has gotten nice because it's, it's just actually like, so true. I've yeah. got little like you know little nieces now, and like yeah. it's fun to like make like like inject the magic of Christmas for them and, and like, kind of bring that back. Yeah, that's true. But also just enjoy it as, like, an adult and just be like, yeah, we can just get around and have a nice meal and just chill out in the sun kind of thing. But, like, I like the build-up. I like riding through the city in the sun knowing that summer is coming, Christmas things are going up. Like, it doesn't make sense here because it's so hot and, and, you know, arid sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of like that as well. Like, you know, it's it makes sense in the winter in the UK and in America. I like Surfy Santa. Surfy Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty mad. With sunscreen on. But yeah, it makes sense in the winter where it's like, please, anything, two weeks of, of, of holiday in the darkness and the <laughs> cold. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it makes like, sense over there to be it like does make more sense, carols, like, yeah, yeah. hot drinks, hot beast, like all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it makes way more sense there to be like just some reprieve from the cold and from the bitterness and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the idea of like a magical man coming around and giving you presents. Um, yeah. But I, I reckon we've got a better situation where I remember for, d- definitely for school holidays mm. in the sense of like you get like a couple months off and Christmas is part of that. Whereas mm. in the Northern Hemisphere, it's like a couple weeks off. It's like it's like our term two and three holidays for Christmas. It fits in. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it would yeah. feel very rushed and and not like something to like just relax into, I think. Mm. I don't know. I like the way Point. we've got it. Yeah, we got it good. Um, we definitely uh, abridged. This yeah. thing, uh, you know, I mean, hell, we we crossed that bridge over some high water. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, from Mount Crumpet all the way Jeff down to Bridges, Whoville. Hell or high water. <laughs> That's the reference I was trying to make. There. I thought you were wrapping us up. <laughs> nope, nope, no. We no, got no, another no. hour. We got to keep the spirit of Bronco Bridges alive. Yeah, for sure. We do here. Um, um, yeah. So, well, look, that those are, are our thoughts on. Um, how the, the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original book, sort of, uh, more specifically the TV movie, and more importantly, the um, 1994 TV special documentary. And also Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Yeah, we just talked about cartoons and like 90s animation. You know, stuff writ large. Um, so Thank you all for listening. Uh, join again next week for congratulations t- for listening. Honestly, if you made it this far, oh my god, god yeah, you got you deserve a medal. Uh, <laughs> tune in. Ne- Actually, you know what? Tune yeah. in tomorrow 
because yeah. that's how we're going to release these. So we, in the future, will do weekly releases of our Christmas episodes. But because this was kind of a last minute thought, we are going to do a very special three days of Christmas uh, via tripod. So you're listening to this one today. Tune in ne- uh, tomorrow for the next episode, and then the next day after that for the final installment of Grinch. So you got three days of Grinch coming up if you yeah. want. It. Yeah, on the second day of Grinch, Miss My Church Grinch gave to me <laughs> another Grinch, Grinch, Grinch movie. Grinch. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I stuck. I, I stomped all over that when you actually you had the rhyme going. You really fucked me up there. <laughs> another Grinch movie. You stole my bit. You stole my bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wrap it up. Okay, yeah. I'm out of here. It's I'm hot. Out, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. See you tomorrow. <laughs>